Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Joining us from, well, I don't know if he's from New Zealand squash. He's certainly a New Zealand squash pundit and a tennis pundit as well. Dave Worsley, how are you, sir? I'm good, thanks, man. Yeah, all good here in uh in, well, I was about to say sunny Tauranga, it's overcast, but uh, usually sunny Tauranga. Usually sunny Tauranga, of course, the New Zealand squash hoping gets underway today. And for the first time in a long time, it feels like, for me anyway, the New Zealand squash open really has uh, a cast of uh, of the, the, the biggest names in, in world squash. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's uh, the first time that we've had both the men's and women's tournament together since 1993. In fact, if I can recall... 93, the final was played in the Mercury Theatre. That tells you how old it was. <laughs> wow. That... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long time ago and a few uh, buildings ago almost. I think it was knocked down or something like that. So, well, it's yeah, still there, but time. it's uh, yeah, certainly not somewhere that you'd host an international tournament anymore, I think, Dave. It's probably the, the nicest way I can put that. Um, but, I mean, obviously we've got our own stars there, Paul Cole, Joel King. Um, what chance do you give each of them? Uh, home soil always helps, home crowd always helps. So how do you think they're shaping up ahead of this tournament? Well, they're shaping up pretty well. I mean, they made it through to the final of the Nations Cup, which was the pre-tournament, I guess, and that was completed on Sunday. Uh, that was a different scoring system, a little bit different, and they came up against England in the final, and England just happened to have the Egyptian-born Mohamed Al-Shabagi, who's a legend of the game. I mean, he was number one for four years in a row sort of thing, and he's only number four now. So he's still very, very good. He's one of Paul Cole's main rivals, and also Sarah Jane Perry, who's been one of uh, Joel King's main rivals. Uh, they were in the team, and it came down to uh, a shared one match each, came down to a countback of points, 45-44 to England. So, you know, they're the main rivals when you look at it. Although Joelle King's path to the final as top seed is pretty tough. She comes up against Sabrina Sobi, who's a pretty good young player coming through. Then if she wins that, most likely against uh, Selma Hami from uh, Egypt, who's number 10 in the world, who is, again, another really rising star young player. And if she wins that, well, then she'll probably play Sarah Jane Perry in the final. So it's not exactly easy. Uh, for Paul Cole and uh, his draw, yeah, he's got a couple of uh, tough players ahead of him as well to get through this. Uh, Miguel uh, Rodriguez from uh, Colombia, who's 13 in the world, former British Open winner. Uh, there's quite a few other top 10 players. Victor Krunen from France, who's a rising star as well, who beat Paul Cole earlier in the year. So, yeah, there's decent players. And there's also 20 countries within the draws, which is kind of cool when you get Hungary, Colombia, uh, Canada, Japan, Germany, and all sorts of countries. It's kind of weird, actually, um, sort of seeing all the players. I uh, went to uh, Marai yesterday with the players. And, yeah, there, there is a multitude of players who are, oh, yeah, this is New Zealand. Okay, cool. Um, they're loving it. That's great. That's great. And what about, I mean, outside of Paul and Joel, are there going to be other Kiwis we can support at this tournament? Yeah, there is. Um, today, I've uh, been the first day. Uh, it's the first round, Paul and uh, Joel, they're through to the second round as uh, top seeds. But today, we've got um, Caitlin Watts, who's ranked 88 in the world. She's from Manawatu, one of eight siblings. It's quite amazing. And she's uh, only 21 years old. 
she's playing and she comes up against Lisa Aitken from Scotland, who's got a fairly decent ranking. I think it's around about 50 or thereabouts. And they're playing at about uh, 2.45 on the Devoy courts. So that means they're at the other centre for the first round. Uh, yeah, that's that's winnable, losable. Um, I know that Aitken does have a little bit of a niggling injury on her foot. So maybe that's an advantage for Watts to go through. If she goes through, she'll be playing against one of the seeded players in the next round. And then later on this evening, at 8.30 on the main court, the Trust Power Arena, live on Sky, uh, will be Luamba Chalisi. He comes up against the Canadian uh, David Balagelon. I think I got it right with the accent. He's very French-Canadian. He's ranked about uh, 59 or thereabouts maybe in the world. And that will be a tough one for Luamba, who's just inside the top 100. You know, Commonwealth Games rep as well. But, you know, if he wins that, you know, he'll, he'll be very pleased. Um, and it'll give him really good ranking points and push him up the world rankings. So, yeah, there's the two other Kiwis to play. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, actually, because, I mean, those games are, are going to be tough, but they are winnable games. They haven't drawn seeds first up, right? And, and, and I mean, getting yep. through the first round of this tournament, what does that mean in terms of rankings for both those players? I mean, how, how high could it push them? Oh, yeah, I mean, from uh, 88 for Caitlin and uh, 99, I think it is, for Luamba, you know, it, it would push them 10, 15 places upwards, you know, perhaps even more. Uh, because this is a silver tournament. You know, you go sil- you go bronze, silver, gold, platinum. Uh, next year, the plan is to take the tournament to gold, which is pretty huge. And uh, then the Australian Open will follow uh, to challenger at the moment. That will go to bronze. So what it means is there's value in the players coming to New Zealand. Because otherwise, it's a long way to come. And if you lose first round, there's no doubles. Mm. Like in tennis, you can play a bit of doubles and earn money. You know, there's a long way to come. And the prize money isn't... Uh, it's not the same as, say, uh, in, in tennis. You know, they, they just they just cringe when I tell them about their tennis prize money. They're just like, yeah, okay, uh, that's like one whole year what yeah. we can win. I mean, you know, for someone like Paul Cole and Mohamed Al Shabagi, you know, they they earn nicely um, because they're winning, you know, British Open or World Champs, etc. And they they get good money there and good sponsorship. But you know, if you're Luanda Chalisi or someone ranked 50 in the world. Uh, you know, that's economy seat, the cheapest one you can find to get to anywhere. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And I mean, and I guess that also then makes, uh, you know, the higher your ranking goes, the easier it is to to get into tournaments. You don't have to maybe play qualifying, exactly. etc. Yeah, well, there's not even qualifying. There used to be qualifying for these tournaments, uh, but now it's just basically straight up on your ranking. Okay, you, you know, um, 24 or 32 people enter, and if you're number 33, well, you could get lucky and someone pull out. And you make it. Um, there's a couple of wild cards. Well, the one wild card in the men's is for Lawamba Chalisi, and one wild card in the women's for Caitlin Watts. So, yeah, it's it's um it, it's not easy. Um, but for people like Paul Cole, Joel King, uh, you know, it, it works out nicely. And you know, you you compete to get better. I think that's the best thing. It's like you always have a target. And I guess the target's to win every match. The more matches to win, the more opportunity you get and the more you know how you get to sit near the front of the plane yeah and you mentioned sky have got coverage of this tournament as well yeah that's right um so they're basically taking every match at the main arena uh there was a good crowd there for the nation's cup on the final couple of days people just getting used to that format and now we revert to the the normal format best of five up to 11 etc uh something that suits someone like Paul Cole, who loves to grind people into the dirt. Uh, meanwhile, his opponent, Mohamed Al-Shabagi, is like called the beast, and he just likes to power people. So it's kind of cool. If they make it to the final, if we have a final 
featuring uh, Joel King against Sarah Jane Perry. You know, they had the rivalry at the Commonwealth Games that went, I think it was 16-14 in the fifth, where Joel ended up losing, whereas in the previous game she ended up winning for the gold. You know, if we get Paul Cole against Chibagi, uh, that would be well worth it, anybody watching, I can tell you. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think we quite get how big squash is internationally here at the moment. And, you know, that's probably because for New Zealand until uh, recently, you know, the, the days of Ross Norman and Susan DeVoy are far behind us. So that was when we, we last really, um, you know, were invested in squash to, at a national level. But, I mean, how big is the coverage of this going to be outside of New Zealand? Well, if you look in Egypt, it'll go through the roost. Um, Egypt is the big country. You've got Mo Salah in football, number one. Yeah. And number two is squash. I mean, seriously, number two is squash. Uh, Mohamed Al Shabagi, I think he actually said it on Staffy's show last week when he went on. He said, you know, uh, for the under 11 national championships, you know, you, you get a 500 player draw. Wow. <laughs> you know, try and work that out. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to figure out how to do that draw. But, you know, that, that's the sort of thing he said. And, they are good, and they expect to be good. And to try and even get into that draw is, you know, he said people in most of the countries join clubs to play and have a bit of fun. He said, there, there's no fun turning up for a bit of a hit. No, you're there to actually try and win. Uh, Al Shabagi is just amazing, the things that he says. He's very direct on what he says. <laughs> so he doesn't muck around on what he says. So it's, uh, that's the sort of thing. It's hugely popular there. It's quite big in the States, particularly there's a couple of really good um, female players. In fact, I think there's three in the top 20. Uh, the Canadians are pretty decent. Over. India is quite good. Uh, China's had some tournaments. It's growing in Asia. Uh, Germany, Belgium, France. France is very strong. Germany is as well. Uh, the, Spanish, the Spanish have had players. So yeah, it's certainly growing and they were certainly pretty peeved when they didn't get the uh, spot in the Olympics. Uh, went to breaking and what was it? Um, I can't remember the other one that made it through. Well, break um, dancing so, and ballroom dancing or something stupid, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we can't call sports stupid because every sport is good in its own right. There you go. Was that diplomatic? That um, was very. It was more diplomatic than I was, Dave. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah I was going to ask you about the US because I mean, you know, you I haven't spent a lot of time there, but every time I see anything that looks like squash in a movie or a TV show out of the US, it's racquetball. So, I mean, are those two things competing? I mean, how big is squash comparatively? Well, they're not competing as such. I mean, um, the racquetball, handball is is very much played at the um, sports clubs. Like in New York, there's the whatever sports clubs. And what they do is like business meetings are done over that. Um, you know, you'll, you'll go and then have a you know, big stake afterwards sort of stuff after you played a bit of racquetball handball whatever uh, but squash is pretty big now it's in the universities so quite a number of uh, Kiwi players like one of the top juniors he played at the world junior champs earlier this year for New Zealand and then went straight to a um, scholarship at a university um, the Ivy League schools love it they, they, they love it you know it's like you can get a tennis scholarship football rowing athletics etc well squash is in there now and generally, there's a few recruiters from U.S. universities that go to World Junior Champs now. That's fantastic. So it's, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's a, even a player from uh, Anna O'Connor from Invercargill who's on a scholarship at one of the universities. There's a couple from the Bay of Plenty, one from Gisborne, I think it is, or somewhere like that, and a few from Auckland uh, who are going on sports scholarships. So we're very used to it in tennis and a few other sports, but squash is growing now. So in that sense, it's good. If it's in the universities, then it's in the States. Yeah, and it's got a chance to grow, which is fantastic. Uh, coverage starts when, Dave, on Sky? 
uh, one o'clock today. I, I can't tell you which channel because they're, they're sort of it's a moving beast that it is on uh, from one o'clock today. Uh, first round matches, but tomorrow though, uh, Paul Cole's six. 30, I think, and uh, Joel King's around about 7.30 or thereabouts, but you've got all the good players ahead of them as well. Yeah, brilliant. Good stuff, Dave. Thanks very much for your time, mate, and good luck at no the worries, uh, Squash Open this weekend, eh? Cheers, mate. Thank Cheers. You. Bye-bye. Uh, Dave Worsley there with us at uh, the New Zealand Squash Open getting underway today. It goes through the next four days. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.